You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Ben King. Welcome back, Ben King. How are you I'm doing? back, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm good, man. Hey, uh, you and Jared have been doing a fantastic job. I know Kyle's jumped on here a little bit as well. Um, great job this year. It's been a wild year, yeah. and uh, you guys have covered it well. So, uh, But hey, I'm... I'm glad to be back for a little bit, and uh, Jared, thank you for giving me a win to help you cover, because boy, <laughs> it was good to get revenge on Tennessee this weekend. So true, and and Jared, he's just out for uh, this week. Uh, he had uh, um, something come up that uh, he wasn't able to record this week, so um, I was like, who else could I bring on that would be a fun <laughs> listen? And I, I can't think of anybody else but Ben King. He's just a, a good-hearted one of the biggest barners I know. And uh, if you listen to us for a while, uh, you'll know Ben's voice and uh, his Auburn optimism, which is always a healthy dose of it. So uh, we will uh, jump into this Tennessee review. Yes, you're right. It was such a good win. Um, I mean, it wasn't the most beautiful win. It obviously wasn't as good as the LSU win, but we did win by multiple scores, 30 to 17. Auburn's now five and two, which is, it could have gone a lot worse. I mean, I feel like the way things started this season, we could have easily have been the opposite. We could have been well, like two, three and four, or three and four. Yeah, <laughs> we could have been two and five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that LSU game, I think we win no matter what. That Kentucky game, I think we win no matter what. The other ones, toss ups. You know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, I think this Tennessee game, honestly, when you looked at Tennessee coming into the year, I thought Tennessee was actually gonna be good. And Garantano is going to Garantano. And, uh, you know, their their freshman kid looked really good there yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, got himself a touchdown drive, which was, you know, good for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't se- it seemed like we were still playing most of our starters. We may not have been putting as much pressure on him as we probably were for Garantano, but uh, he still just he just kept eating uh, eating up yards every single play. It seemed like um, keeping his head on him and playing well. Yeah, it was a solid win, and that's really all we can ask for, especially going into uh, the Iron Bowl coming up next week. And the best thing is no one got penalized for targeting in the second half, so no one else is going to be out that uh, we didn't have potentially injured or potentially get the virus. That's so true. I mean, there was one play, I think it was like two minutes left in the game. I don't know if you remember it, but I was thinking – Holy crap, yes. that was about two inches away from being a targeting and him being not able to play. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> but it was okay. It was okay. Um, and now it sounds like there's only a, maybe a couple guys, and Gus obviously wouldn't say who those two guys are. But if you... If <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd say a, a couple is two. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, he said a couple. I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm, I say stick. Gus is never going to give us any information, like if he doesn't have to, and he didn't <laughs> yeah, have exactly. to there. So he was well, like, "You can look at the sidelines and figure it out." <laughs> uh, I mean, somebody honestly could. They could just take pictures of all the numbers and figure out who's not there. That's an exact um, quote. So <laughs> that was that was an exact quote. Perfect. <laughs> I, I I love Gus's like frank demeanor a lot of times when he's like, "Stop asking." <laughs> just stop I know asking. the question. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a nicer Saban response. Like that's true. <laughs> in a way, it's it's similar, but just Saban just actually gets visibly pissed about certain things. That's so. that's some of my favorite Saban moments, though. Oh, like uh, honestly, and we'll get to this um, when we do the preview of of Alabama. But any time that I feel bad, like I'm having a rough day, I'll pull up. The ball bonking off the <laughs> the goalpost the and Saban <laughs> pitching a fit. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's so I'll have to sh- share that on social media this week. Yeah. Oh, definitely do that. This is the this is the week to do it. Bring out all of the uh, you know kicker at the X, uh, the the bonk off the field goalpost, uh, angry Saban. I mean, all yep. of the memes need to come out. You know, Bama kickers, everything. <laughs> But I'm getting ahead, I'm getting ahead of us. Uh, yeah, we're, getting we're talking a about ahead. Tennessee this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in this game, it, it was finally our first uh, night game. I know they had done a little bit of uh, you know evening type games, maybe in like the second half. Um, but this was the first night game where they got to really show off the light show, um, which I know people were really uh, either polarized, they absolutely loved it, or they were more complaining about it. You know, copying. Bama or Georgia or something, but yeah. same okay. the environment. I'm okay with it. It's beautiful lights, um, and the the way that I saw the videos, they looked really cool. But from what I've heard, and these were from Austin Scott and Auburn Ellis, who were actually in uh, the stadium watching uh, the game and were able to experience the light show. They said it got the fans really hyped. Like there there were points where, like after a touchdown, the lights would essentially go out. And then they'd have the light show, you know, so with some music synced up with it. And he said that was a really cool thing um, to just get the fans hyped. I mean, there's less than 20,000 fans there. So um, the more hyped you can get those fans, the better. Yeah, I was so, hyped seeing them just on TV. I can't imagine being there in person. I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna have to imagine it this year, I guess. But next year I'm going to be partying in there when it's more of a normal season. So, Ben, you don't want to pay like $400 for like the Texas A&M game or something? You know, as much as I would love to, I just don't have that kind of money, man. <laughs> it's a lot of money. I mean, you got to be really <laughs> devoted to to doing it. And and guys like Auburn Elvis, I mean, he's devoted. If you haven't seen his, you know, celebrity uh people that he's got now, um he had I think Matty Pruitt and uh I'm forgetting his name, the Auburn astronaut. Um so and there's Tim a Cook. lot of and Tim Cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw so the really I saw cool. the post. It was solid. Yeah. Great job, Bomber Nevels. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty cool to to get some uh I guess Auburn people out there that are that are the celebrities. Let's talk about some of the uh bigger storylines of this. And and one of them this uh, that Jared wanted me to point out, uh he had sent me a message was uh he was noting that the offensive line, DJ Williams, Sean Shivers were one of the main reasons why we won this game. And, and Absolutely. If, if you think about it, if the offensive line is where they're at 
you know, even game like three or four of this season, we probably don't win this game because they're not giving Bo enough time in the pocket, not opening up enough holes. And this allowed DJ and Sean Shivers to pretty much tag team um, and, and share the load on the running back front and get us moving down the field. So big props to them uh, for getting us moving down the field. Um, ben, was there anything that really stood out to you that uh, that our offense did to get, uh, to win this game? Uh, yeah, I'd say definitely the running game was the, the big call out because when we've relied on Tank Bigsby to be the man for the past few games and he goes out in the first drive after only three carries and uh, I guess only two carries at that point came back in and had to go out one more time. Um, it was really, okay, can DJ Williams and Sean Shivers step it up in this game and, and get it done? And they did. Uh, DJ Williams looked fantastic. Sean Shivers, you know, he was a star late last year and started out the season as the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys played fantastic. And then anytime we needed to pass the ball, you know, um, gosh, Seth is reliable just like always uh, Schwartz on, you know, his flash play, <laughs> just the Tennessee players all throwing their hands up. Like had this guy blow by us. It was um, well, yeah. Okay. That was nuts. So Defense making the, the, the interception little, yeah. little, uh, little look like it was last year in the iron bowl, man. So beautiful. Last time like, that happened, you noted, and, and I, sorry, <laughs> but, um, they had AJ McCarron there. Is that who that? Not not AJ McCarron. Who's the who's the quarterback? Uh, Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy. Uh, they said that's the the first time that Auburn's done it this year. But Smoke Monday did the same thing last year, but they didn't say the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was funny. I was like, "Come on, Greg, come uh, on." He needed to say it, but nope, he wasn't he going did, to. He, he didn't want to. Uh, I mean, those kinds of great plays, the big plays, the explosive plays, the defense making big plays like that that's what makes these kind of games so exciting um at times i mean i know in the first quarter and this is one of the things that i noted was in the first quarter for example it was rough we were yeah. down 10 10 nothing and i felt like we just got we just got schooled by tennessee and we yeah. at that point i knew auburn still had it in us to figure out some stuff but it it did not feel very good after that first quarter so I watch the the line um, in games pretty closely now. And it's funny because we started out like a 10-point favorite and we never went down to where the other team was favored. Even when we were down by 10, we were a one-point favorite. Hmm. So I think, uh, you know, everyone knew that Auburn was going to be rusty after three weeks off since the LSU beatdown. Um, it, just, it just took us a little bit of time to get our feet back under us. And that was expected. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, it kind of reminded me of uh, the time between your last regular season game and maybe like a bowl game where it's just the guys haven't played full speed game. I'm sure you can scrimmage and stuff as much as you want, but it's not like you're playing a real opponent out there um, that you have to go hundred percent every play. And uh, it, once we got that rust off the second, third and fourth quarters looked closer to what we had seen in previous games, it was like the Ole Miss game. And even some, even though I know we lost against them, but in South Carolina at times, mm-hmm. you know, minus the interceptions from Bo, it looked like a steady flow of uh, offensive plays, you know, dishing the ball out to multiple uh, 
offensive threats. So yeah, you're right. We owned that game. And uh, there's some other ones where we didn't play as well, but even in our losses, uh, except for Georgia, <laughs> even in our loss on to South Carolina, um, the offense played very well, except for turning the ball over. And you notice we didn't turn the ball over last night. Well, except um, one except time. for we had one, one time. Yeah. That's true, but it wasn't as bad. That was in yeah. the end zone. Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, that was that was so close. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't a, a blatant, stupid interception. It was so close. Yeah. It was just reading Bo's eyes. Yeah. And I think part of that, so I look back at that play and rewatched it a few times. What happened there was shorts was, you know, found a soft spot in the defense, kind of sat there in the end zone open. Uh, Bo saw him and tried to throw it in there, but honestly, what should have happened? And, and I'm not hundred percent putting this on Anthony Schwartz. But come back to the ball. He, yeah, exactly. Come back to the ball um, and, and just get it. I mean, he's at the back of the end zone. You got time. You got room to come up and catch the ball. And if that happens, it could have been the other way around. We scored a touchdown. Yeah, um, that was a bang-bang interception. Yeah. I mean, it was a great play, obviously, from the Tennessee defender. But it was that close. Um, and I think that was, I think, Bo's first interception at home this year. Which it is was, still yeah. Crazy. It may have ever been. Maybe. Has he thrown? I don't know. I think I feel like that's what they said that it was his first interception in Jordan Hare. Wow, that if, if true, that's that's pretty big. Because I, I know, mean, I don't think you know, before he had many last year. Yeah, because he had know. he and Trevor Lawrence were like tied for the the longest streak without an interception. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's good company to be in, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll take it any day. Whenever uh, my quarterbacks and in talks with a potential Heisman trophy and guy like Trevor Lawrence that obviously yep. is a baller potential out there. potential uh, first rounder, you know, first in the draft. Yeah. We'll definitely. see what happens, but definitely good company to be in. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's, let's kind of like narrow down on some of the offensive stuff that we did well this, this game. Um, we've mentioned it. The run game obviously did well. I think Bo did a good job of, you know, getting the ball out to multiple uh, receivers in the game. Um, we're still going to Schwartz, uh, Seth Williams, Eli Stove, kind of as our top three guys. And then yep. it's just kind of uh, who gets it, who's open, uh, kind of behind I, that. I got to ask you this, AJ. Uh, mm-hmm. Your player to watch, what was he doing? Why was Capers not catching balls? I have no idea. You, you predicted three catches in this game, man. <laughs> he had zero. I didn't see him. <laughs> I don't even know if he was targeted, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know if I know, he was either. I know Kobe Hudson was a couple times. One of them should have been a completion, but I think that was uh, an eligible man downfield or something. I think it, Kobe Hudson also, like, it's just one of those just like, man, like, Kobe Hudson, I want to see him do well, and Capers, he, they're kind of like my dark horse uh, guys to be watching that aren't the main ones, but... I feel like can be breakout stars. Uh, it maybe next year, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. I I think Seth comes back for a senior season. You really think so? He's gonna be taking that money though. Uh, if he's a first rounder. I want him to come back for a senior season. I know. <laughs> can you I imagine know. how we're gonna be next year? I mean, <laughs> Seth as a senior, Bo as a junior, the rest of the team tank as a year under his belt. Oh, what do you what do oh, you think please, about? Please come I, back. I know Jared and I have discussed this, but what about like Eli Stove? Do you think Eli Stove can come back? 
Eli Stubbs. I mean, he can, he can, but this year doesn't count towards. Oh, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. So he Um, could potentially come back. Yes, actually, you're right. I didn't think think about that. I think he's one that could honestly benefit from another year because right now he's probably a very late rounder, if probably a free agent. Yeah, I was thinking that he'll like get signed to a practice squad or something. Yeah, Um, which. I would not would be nice. I mean, I'm sure he'd make a few thousand dollars and stuff, but not what he wants. But if he stays an extra year, maybe gets his graduate degree or something, that would be really cool. I would love to see that and him to come back and be one of our steady, just a steady wide receiver like we we've had in the past, like Will Hastings kind of style, um, where he's just the outlet route. Yeah, I mean, a year in this offense where we are more, you know, run pass, we truly have more of a balance. I mean, if you look at statistics for Auburn versus the rest of the SEC, we are right in line with the conference right now. It's astounding, honestly, of how close we are. So the the ability of this team to perform, if we could keep players, ah, that would be – I mean, next year is the year, all right? I'm not saying this this year still has some – we have three games left, and that's awesome. Um, but I think next year this this whole team – offense defense i think it all comes together so if we can keep some of those players that'd be incredible yeah. i hope Eli I mean, stays i think i i if i had to take my money and put some money on it i think stove comes back but i could also see him just saying you know what i've been at auburn for now four years maybe five I, i've lost count honestly mm-hmm. he may just want to go he may want to uh Maybe trans. I don't think he wants to transfer that. No, he like, doesn't want to transfer. That wouldn't make any sense. Key, he, he's got he gets such a, a lot key of role. He's targeted quite a bit. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a kind of side topic. Um, but we did see guys like Shedrick Jackson, uh, who he had one drop, which I feel like he's kind of. I know I, I don't want him to be this way, but he he seems to have at least one drop a game. But he also did have a first down catch on a slant. So. That's a positive. We're running slants and catching them, so really cool there. Um, yeah. Something else to note: um, the number of passes that Auburn's uh, Auburn passed in between the hashes and between the numbers was we passed seventeen of them. So I think that only leaves nine passes or something like that uh, that were outside of the numbers. So we're passing more towards the middle of the field which is another thing Auburn fans have really, really, really been wanting. So I think that's pretty cool just to see the improvement on that. Um, and Bo was pretty accurate. He only missed yep. five of those uh, passes up the middle. Um, proud of him for uh, adding that into his repertoire, which at the next level, you got to be passing at every level, at every part of the field. And Bo is adding that with the addition of Chad Morris and uh, the offense. Yeah, and you're right. You know, we talked about the offensive line being able to open up holes for the running game, but we didn't necessarily talk about how good they've gotten at actually keeping a pocket for more mm-hmm. than two seconds, uh, which honestly, last year it was one, two run. So and true. this game, Bo was actually able to stay in the pocket for a significant portion of the game. And because yeah. of that, he made those completions over the middle of the field, just like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, without the line actually being able to hold and, you know, it's not like Tennessee's bad. They had a lot of returning starters. They had almost the most returning starters in the SEC, if I remember correctly. Um, I feel like it was like 17 or something like that. Mm. Uh, a lot of their team was back on the defensive side of the ball. 
And for the offensive line to have come together to the point where they are, such a vast improvement from the beginning of the season, and be able to hold a, a pocket for Bo to be able to work out of, it gives me some good hope going forward from now. It's definitely um, impressive on the offensive line side. Yeah, and I was just looking at Tennessee only had two sacks on Bo, uh, and that was essentially for 26 dropbacks where he, he was coming back for uh, a pass. Yeah, and one of them That's he held on to it too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, just, he was rolling out to the left, which he doesn't do well on, mm-hmm. and uh, just get rid of it at that point. Yeah. Well, and there was a guy, I, th- I think it might have been their defensive end that was just so ferocious, and uh, he was after he was after Bo most of the night. Um, he had some insane speed. I mean, to catch up to Bo Nix, who's obviously a speedy type guy, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I mean, for him to, to catch up to him. But, yeah, you got to throw that away. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Tennessee had talent. Like, it's a very talented team. So, yeah, I'm very happy with our performance against them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy where we're where we kind of got to at the end of the game. Um, it was slow at the beginning, but the offense obviously showed signs of knocking off that rust, getting back to what what we need to. Um, especially for our next week, where we're gonna have to put up a lot of points against Bama um, <laughs> to k- keep up with them. I mean, hey, heck. <laughs> We didn't think our offense was that good last year, and we put up, what, 48 or something against Bama last yep, year? Yep, that's right, 48-45. <laughs> State <That's>, champs. <laughs> State champs, baby. Still for another week. <laughs> yeah, so true. Hey, And beyond. So true, yep. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn. Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Another guy that I uh, just wanted to note, uh, our tight end, J.J. Pegues. Um, I feel like we didn't use him nearly as much um, this game. We kind of used him more in the blocking game and yep. uh, opening up holes. So I'm okay with that, obviously. Um, but <laughs> whenever big J.J. Pegues gets out there and stiff arms a guy and makes the defender look like a fool, it just, you know, it makes me a little giddy just thinking about how awesome that is that a 300-pound man is doing that. <laughs> He's literally the my favorite player of the new team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannot say enough at how dynamic his uh, – anytime he gets the ball in his hands out in space, just he's so smooth, yep. but he's so big at the same time. <laughs> I mean, It's like <laughs> – he can hurl. He can spin move people. It's like, like if you took what? Cam Newton and Derek Brown and you smacked him into the same person. <laughs> good. There's That's JJ Pegues. 
well, he moves like Cam, how he's like back and forth smooth, uh-huh. but then he's gigantic. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's uh I I really hope we have some good plays drawn up for next week cuz I guarantee that's going to be a game changing. In fact, a little sneak preview. I'm watching JJ Piggy's next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. He's one of We those, saved him in this game cuz we what? need him for next week. We put him in motion so much. It's kind of it reminds me of like the old crackback block kind of scheme, but we do it with big JJ Piggy's where he's, you know, rolling in uh and he just lays a guy out. I mean, it's a pretty consistent thing. Like he it's awesome. Um I love watching him. Uh let's talk about our defense a little bit. So, our defense obviously struggled a lot with the run game. Um and one of the observations that I made and I think I thought it was super weird. We had points, I think even in the second quarter where I saw us make some adjustments. We started to slow down Tennessee's run game. But then it felt like the other three quarters, the first, third, and fourth quarter, we could do nothing to stop them. Um, or if we did, it was like we'd get you know, stop them at the line of scrimmage. Or it was the opposite, where they get 10-plus yards and run down the field and the, the safety smoke Monday or somebody like that would have to tackle them. You're like, yeah. what? Why, why does that happen? Why is it at literally we stop them for no gain or 10-plus yards? Well, was, I, I feel like no in between. I feel like this game we really realized um, how much we miss KJ Britt and OC Brothers because mm. those guys, that's where they would be stopping it, you know, five yards down. And I, I don't really know who our backups are right now, um, but it it's definitely showing that, you know, KJ Britt is missed and uh, we've got to figure that out um, because we can't be letting teams. You're right. If the D-line is able to stop them, we're solid. But you get through the D-line, this, you're into the secondary. And yeah. we can't have players averaging 7.9 yards per carry against us. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's not going to be good for the remaining three games of the season. Yeah, between Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean at linebacker, both of them, and there were times where I they would do a replay of the of the play, and I'd watch it, and I would see Owen going to a particular hole, and the running back would switch to the other hole. And you almost, I know you got to commit at some level to stopping a certain hole in the offensive line, but at some level, you all, you also have to be able to get out of that and get to the other hole to stop the run. And th- those were when the biggest plays happened for Tennessee's run game was when there was just a huge hole where the linebacker chose the wrong hole and just cut up field to get to our, our secondary. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's got to stop. Um, I mean, we've had games before where we've had issues with this. And uh, I felt like this was another one where I think you got You made a good point about missing KJ Brett. Um, as much as Owen Pepo and I think Zacoby Zoe- McLean have stepped up, they, the need for a guy like KJ Brett to be back is very much out there. And uh, I hope he's back for this Iron Bowl. I don't think we saw him at all. I don't even think KJ Britt dressed out. Um, but it would be really cool to see him come back for the Iron Bowl and It'd be just a big surprise. Go just go. Uh, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, which I think the Iron Bowl is seven games after his surgery, which I've heard six games is when the typical recovery for his surgery, the hand surgery they had. So mm. it is possible. It is possible. I'll have to watch practices this week and see if he comes out. Yeah, 
Um, another thing that I, I wanted to note was uh, obviously Smoke Monday's pick six. That was big. I feel like that was a point where uh, I think Tennessee either would have tied up the game or even might have gone ahead. I forget what the yeah, they was. we were 10, 13 to 10 right then. Yeah. So they would have gone ahead. And it was a 14-point change because it was in the end zone, yep. 100-yard return. Exactly. I mean, I, and they were rolling down the field about to score a touchdown. Um, and then Smoke Monday steps into the, the throw of the pass and uh, – or, the, yeah, the – yeah, the past. <laughs> you're right. Snagged it. But we also yeah. have to to mention Owen Papo there because I don't think if he hadn't won the pressure and two, the mm-hmm. hit, because I mean, you've got to watch Garantano just get laid out as yes. he was throwing that ball. Uh, man, it was a one two punch with the Auburn defense there. Yeah. Whole team well, effort. That, that that again is very reminiscent of the Iron Bowl of last year mm-hmm. because that happened. The quarterback got rushed. Mac Jones got rushed and we get the, we get the hundred plus yard pick six last year too. Um, so it's the combination, like you said, of linebackers getting to the quarterback, pressuring them, causing the interception. It's just when that's ticking, obviously it's very good. Um, but when, when we, when we're struggling on to stop the run, I'm going to harp on it and harp on it again. We got to stop the run. Um, Bama's going to run. They're going to pass the ball too, but you got to think they're going to run the ball, especially after seeing how well Tennessee oh, ran yeah. the ball. Dude, I just yeah. hand it off to Najee like every down. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a little slam The man routes. has over a thousand yards this year for a reason. Run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he's very good. Um, one of the guys that early on in the season uh, that I was watching – I think it might have even been the first or second game. Uh, Jalen Simpson, uh, he got injured, and I was thinking, "Crap!" Like he he was like, you know, Ben. He was like our you know our Carlton Davis watch or you know Javaris Davis watch. He was the guy that I was hoping to be watching essentially for this whole season. And mm-hmm. uh, Jalen finally came back out. It seemed like he might have played other games and just not recorded any tackles, but he finally got himself a tackle this game. Um, and uh, even actually caused a pass deflection, which stopped a touchdown. So um, good to see him as a redshirt freshman out there. Um, I want to see Jalen Simpson, if he's getting back to 100% health, uh, more action out there. Because I really do think he's uh, the future of our uh, secondary. All right. Any other final thoughts about the defense before we move to special teams? Uh, no, nah, man. Um Got to figure out the run, but very impressed with the way that they buckled down and took care of business. And yeah. defense was the difference in the game. Yep. And the crazy thing is, like I just thought about this, the the yards and the first downs by Tennessee, if you had told me they had 80-plus more yards than us or something like that, <laughs> I would have thought, wow, that would have been such a close game. But Auburn was the typical bend but don't break. Um we caused turnovers when we needed to. Um, I, I, that's the part that I really do love about Auburn that I feel like is underrated about us. While we may not have the shutdown defense that only allows 200 yards a game, we still get the stops. We stop yep. the teams from scoring touchdowns a lot of times. So, I'm yeah, okay. and we had we had six tackles for loss and four sacks. So, I mean, that's that's big when you go against a team that is one running the ball as well as they are 
and two has a serious pass attack. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and as soon out. as we, I mean, as soon as we started hitting Garantano and his jersey started getting more and more green, I was thinking we got this in the bag. Like yep. we, we've gotten in his head, he's not able to do anything, especially after that pick six. I was thinking, yep, we just won this game because of that. Now, always because I'm an Auburn fan, I I I hold that thought a little bit because how much uh, we've been ahead sometimes and just thinking, wow, this is not good. And the other team comes back. I've, I've seen it happen way too many times. <laughs> Same. But I mean, you could definitely tell, I mean, just look on Garantano's face after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, he didn't have it in him anymore. And that's why Harrison Bailey came out their True freshman. Um, I, I think he might've come out in the fourth quarter, but we were down 10, nothing in the first. And then they didn't have another score until, Harrison came out yep. um, to take the field. So right there, shutting down Garantano for the duration of the game in the second and third quarters. And that's, and especially Auburn this year, we have not played well in the third quarter. And I don't know why that is, um, yeah. but did, did very well this game. I'm proud of the defense besides yeah. the run, but um, you know, we'll get that taken care of. Yeah. If we can get the stopping the run, I think uh, we we've got, ourselves set up for the rest of our season pretty well all right let's move on to special teams um one of the things that i was watching uh this game was anders kickoffs in particular um and i was i was noting just because we've had some scares especially the lsu game three weeks ago (laughs) we had a beast tackle though yeah thank goodness for anders tackling skills and uh man if he hadn't made that tackle it would have been a return for a touchdown but i was watching to see if he could get more consistent with kicking it into the end zone particularly in the back half of the end zone um i felt like he did slightly better most of his kicks seemed to go into the end zone um that he was aiming to uh there was even a couple i think that went to the back of the end zone so he's improving on that i heard it was just more of a fatigue type thing yeah Um, but if he can do that more consistently, that means less big returns uh, and our defense can just get out there and uh, essentially stop a team from uh, running down the field 75 yards. And I think our defense is usually pretty good, uh, good enough to do that in most situations. And there were only two kick returns, right? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Long was 32, so one for eight yards, one for 32 yards. Yep. Not not bad. Um, not great, but Anders, after how many times we scored, did decent. Yeah. I mean, he had to do a good number of kickoffs this game. Let's see. He had to kick off probably like six or seven times. Yeah, like seven that. times. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand. And then on top of that, he had two field goal attempts on top of his PATs, one for 25 and a 50-yarder. So, I... Uh, I don't know about you, Ben, but I, I'm glad that Anders is making these longer fill goals because I felt like, I mean, we talked about it last year on the No Huddle podcast about Gus putting him out there in really long situations and potentially getting an Anders head that he can't make them in live situations. But it's obvious he's overcome that and yep. uh, is able to nail the the long fill goals. Yeah, for him to have uh, three fill goals in this game. Seven kickoffs, four touchbacks. I think that's uh, he was he was a good guy to watch. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, good pick because <laughs> he did very well. 
Um, I thought the punting was weird. Uh, okay. That that one play where we were trying to draw him off sides and then switch the punter out for Bo. I honestly thought right then it was going to be a little Bo pooch punt type deal like he's done in the past. Uh-huh. Um, but then we brought uh, Oscar Chapman over, and then he, like, kicked out of bounds. I was like, dang yeah. it. Um, I, I loved the play, but I really wish it had just been, like, a Bo pooch punt. Yeah, that would have been great. I agree. I agree very much. Like, and that was another one that I think it was a pretty, you know, decent. It was like a fourth and three or something like that. And in that situation, you might consider going for it, even though I think we were on our own 35. So that's always a little risky. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. We had all the momentum at that point. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like in the moment I was thinking, let's go for it. But thinking back on it, which I mean, hey, good good job for the coaches to to realize they just needed to punt the ball. And uh, I'm sure Gus, when he was lining up Bo um, behind center, and then actually shifted, essentially doing the same thing that they did for the Iron Bowl that confused Bama and had that's right twelve guys on the 12 field. Twelve on the field. <laughs> um, again, this is awesome. Bleeding up into the Iron Bowl week. You know, already pulling out some cool plays that, yeah. uh, that we there, had. You know, there was that one time that there were 12 men on the field for Tennessee, and then one of them just got shot. Yeah. Sniped, I, went I, down. I think, I think, you know, in the new LED lights, they've got a remote camera up there that actually has a sniper rifle up there. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I, so I could not figure out how a player ran off the bench onto the field, tapped the guy that needed to go out, saw he wasn't getting off the field, and then suddenly... <laughs> Bam! Down on yeah. the ground. Like, how did that happen? It's the sniper camera. Makes sense. It's the sniper camera. Yep. Makes it's sense. It's up there. It's for real. Uh, I, I'm still amazed that the NCAA hasn't come out. I mean, I understand, obviously, players get injured all the time. But when it's so obvious that a player's standing up, he's, I mean, he's literally running on the field. He's fine. And then literally collapses. Right I'll tell you. All we got to do, mm. we've got to do the same thing to Alabama next week, and I guarantee there will be a new rule against it next year. So true. That's Saban, all we got to do. Saban Make it happen, Gus. Cool. <laughs> Make it happen. People will hate Auburn, whoever that Auburn player is, but... Who cares? <laughs> use, use the Saban agenda against him and help us. <laughs> I'd be we, down. We need players to quit doing this crap. It happens yeah. way too often. Well, okay. Here's okay. So we review targeting calls and stuff. Yeah. Why don't we review this? Like, well, I don't, I don't know if you can review injuries to no, see if I they're just... real or not. <laughs> but like, if Gus, I mean, it was very obvious. If you saw yeah. this guy running out there, and then all of a sudden he just falls down, and yep. Tennessee's defense was on its heels. We were about to score, and actually that touchdown probably got removed. Because of, of oh, 100%. slowing down. Because like, the next one is when Bo held on for it too long and got sacked. Yeah. I mean, our offense was rolling. And then they had yep. to wait like five minutes because of TV commercials. And, you know, the guy walking off the field, actually probably mm-hmm. jogging off the field, I'm being honest. So. He he, he limped for like two steps. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he tried to act. Uh, no. No. <laughs> that, that was terrible job acting. Terrible. Yep. Miserable. But um overall, I mean I'm glad we got the win and we're five and two. Um I we're here 
almost coming into the Iron Bowl. This is Iron Bowl week now. That's and right. I'm ready to beat Bama so much. And uh, come back later. We'll be doing the Iron Bowl preview uh, later in the week. Uh, ben, any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, happy with the win. Happy that no one got targeting. Um, biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is like what happens with Tank this week. Tank, please get better, buddy. We right. need you. Yes. Um, besides that, man, hey, what a fantastic game. Fantastic revenge game, especially after the last time that Tennessee visited Jordan-Hare. Uh, very happy for that. Very happy for the win. Yep, same here. I'll take a win any day. Uh, ben, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And I uh, also have another podcast that I do called Moneyline. Check that out. Ooh, yeah, go check that one out. Is it on all the regular podcast uh, streams? Yeah, we've got it everywhere. We do it with full press coverage. Uh, so you can check it out through their app, or you can go uh, just look it up on Apple Podcasts. Cool. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?